I want to talk to you today about ways that you can stay socially healthy. Yes, I'm tackling the beast of social media today. It is a necessary part of running your business and growing your business. I totally understand that, but it doesn't have to be the only way and it shouldn't run your life. On today's show, I want to cover three different tips that will help you stay socially healthy as you dive into growing your business on social media. And even if you're not ready to dive in and growing your business there, these tips are going to help you a whole lot just in your personal life as well, especially if you find yourself in that state of mindless scrolling, just always, always like every moment that you can, you're back on Instagram, you're back on TikTok, you're back on Facebook, you're back on Snapchat, wherever it is, whatever your particular favorite place is to go and mindlessly scroll. Let's tackle that today. It's time to turn your dream into bold action. As a Christ-centered coach and mentor to women changing the world, I firmly believe that we all have a gift given to us by God, and we are meant to share that gift with the world. Your gift was given to you to help make others' lives better. Let's turn your passion into an authentic and profitable business that reflects who you are at your core. Welcome to the Dream Launcher Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Ferrara. On today's show, I want to cover three very distinct tips or points on staying socially healthy. The first is to guard your heart and thoughts by limiting who you follow. The second, you are responsible for your own peace, for maintaining peace in your heart. We're going to talk about how you can do that. And then number three, protect yourself from it becoming an addiction or an obsession. Whichever word you want to use, neither of those are good when it comes to social media. Are you ready to jump in? Are you really ready for this? Let's get to it. So tip number one is limit who you follow. Guard against comparison. Social media is somebody's highlight reel. I'm sure that that is not a new phrase for you. I'm sure you have heard it before. But think about this. Theodore Roosevelt said, Comparison is the thief of joy. Now, I know a lot of people look for that in the Bible. I've been there too, but it wasn't the Bible. It was Theodore Roosevelt. Now, the Bible has plenty to say about comparison, and we'll get into a little bit of that later. But right now, just thinking about that, of how that comparison, comparing your life to other people's lives, it happens even off of social media. You have a coworker or somebody that you run into at church all the time, and man, they just seem to always have it together. Every part of their life seems to be going fantastic. They're always joyful. They've got so much going on. They're getting their kids everywhere that they need to be. They seem to have a wonderful marriage, whatever it may be, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. So you're seeing only what they want you to see. And unless you have a very, very deep relationship with that person, you're probably not seeing a lot. So remember that in all of your interactions, not just on social media, but I think this is really prevalent on social media because we can really, really narrow down what we allow someone to see about our lives. As I said, this might not affect you all the time and it may not affect everybody. Some people might be better at distancing themselves from that and not comparing, but I can tell you this, especially as you're growing your business, 
it is so easy to fall into that comparison trap of how other people's businesses appear to be growing. Let's say you're scrolling through Instagram and you find yourself thinking these kinds of thoughts. I wish I could do that. I wish I had that. I wish my house looked like that. I wish my husband looked like that. I wish I could afford a shopping haul like that. I wish, I wish, I wish. And wishing itself isn't bad, but you are falling into the comparison trap. And if you can fall into that, that your life would be so much better if only, or that your life isn't measuring up because you can't do all those things. If you are falling into that, Every single time that you find yourself scrolling on social media, I'm going to tell you this one thing. Get out now. Get out now. Get off of it. Delete it off your phone. Do a social media fast. Do something that will reset the way that you're thinking about other people's lives because it is dangerous, dangerous to fall into that. You'll find yourself spending money on things you don't need or being hyper vigilant about some things that maybe don't matter so much. If you are, especially, I'm going to use an example of a young mother with lots of little kids running around and there's toys and there's baby food and there's all the things and spit up and everything, but you're watching some other mother of toddlers on Instagram or on TikTok and everything seems to be just perfect and their kids always behave and she's always clean and her hair's always washed and all of that. Let me tell you, that is not the behind the scenes. That is only what she wants you to see. Your behind the scenes is what her behind the scenes looks like too. I promise you. I can look at this this office that I'm in and I've got the wall behind me perfectly curated with, with pictures that I really worked hard to choose and to find. I worked for months to find just the right pictures to put behind me with the thought of that's what's gonna be on camera for YouTube, right? For my videos, for Zoom calls, for coaching calls, for all of that. That's what people are going to see. You don't see the rest of my office with my closet door open and because there's a box that's there and I can't close it because I need to go move the box and rearrange some things to fit it back in there, right? And, And I've got piles of paper over on the side of my desk over here, but you only see what you can see, right? You see this side of the desk behind me and that side of the desk behind me. You don't see what's directly behind me. And I've learned to be pretty good about hiding all the junk right behind me. (laughs) So just remember that, that you are only seeing what they want you to see. Same thing if I go downstairs and I decide I want to record a video in my kitchen. I'm going to find the cleanest spot and that's what's going to be behind me. So just keep that in mind. And if you find that there are some very specific people that you seem to always get drawn into their world and leave very jealous or leave feeling like you're worthless, you leave with these negative thoughts about yourself and your life, please go unfollow them. Don't look for them. Don't go search for them. Don't go put them in the little search bar and go, look, let me just take a peek. Uh Uh-uh. If that's where they take your thoughts, unfollow them because you don't need that. You don't need it at all. And back to this point when it comes to building your business, I'm going to tell you in a little bit to do some market research, but when you do that, be careful because again, we can be really good as as business owners to look like we have it all put together because we need to be able to present that confidence on camera. We need to be able to present that confidence in our business, 
we may not have the bank account that supports the confidence, but we have the confidence. And I'm going to tell you this, that's not inauthentic, but it can lead to comparison issues for sure. Now, there are tons of business coaches and tons of business owners out there crushing it. And yes, they're earning all the money, right? They are earning and they're, they're, they're able to support their families off of it. They're able to go on vacations. They're able to do all of those things. That's not most business owners, especially very early in their business. So set the right expectations. It's okay to follow some of those that are very successful because you want to learn from those who have made it, right? But don't look down or even think that I that you can't do that because you're not there. You have a history. You have a life. You have a reason that you're being brought into this business, into this ministry. And so you need to be confident with that when you present your ministry, when you present your business, when you present your products. You need to be confident with that on camera. But don't let that comparison of how other people look, maybe it's their actual physical appearance or their background or whatever. There's lots of things that we can do that can shut us down or lots of ways that we can think and look at other people that can shut us down from even starting, from even turning the camera on the first time. And not all businesses require you to be on camera, right? So just remember that as you're scrolling through and you get into some market research and things like that, that, that there's a lot of time and effort that goes into it and you're only seeing that portion of it and that there is a confidence that's needed. I know I was able to present that confidence before I had my first real clients. I had some, some people who I had run through my program I knew my program worked. I knew that the coaching that I was doing worked, but I maybe didn't, like I said, I didn't have the bank account to prove it at that point that I was highly successful and blah, 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 blah. Right. But I had 20 years of experience behind me in business and in the, the business, the, the jobs that I had gone, had worked that I felt very confident in what I was taking to the market. And so I think that, that we can get caught up in that as well is that we can assume that because they look confident on camera that they're making thousands and thousands of dollars a month, maybe they've hit that $10,000 mark, you know, but maybe they haven't. They're just really confident in what they're, what they're delivering. And I'm going to say this, you need to believe in your business like that. You've got to, but that's a side note and we'll do something. We'll have to definitely talk about that one later. So let's just look at that confidence that they have and the way that they present themselves and the confidence that they have in the product that they're selling or the coursing the course or the program that they're selling, right? Look at that confidence as that they're really good and they're actually taking the necessary actions to push themselves forward and push their business forward by showing up. Number two, keep your peace. This is your responsibility, not anybody else's. Romans 12, 18 says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with others. So as much as it depends on you, be at peace with everybody. Don't get caught up in the negativity and the discord that can happen on social media. 2 Timothy 2, 23 through 26, this is the New Living Translation. It says, again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everybody. 
be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Bottom line is, don't start fights or jump into the middle of one that's in progress on social media. It isn't a good look and it definitely won't build your business. Don't Just don't get involved. And if you have somebody in your comments that's trying to start arguments, don't respond. I had a post not long ago where somebody jumped into the comments to try to convince me that Jesus was not the Messiah. I didn't engage, but some of my followers did. That conversation went back and forth, back and forth between him and two or three other ladies, but I didn't even touch it. I stayed away from it. I decided that I would just let it go. I would let the conversation continue because it might actually help somebody. And everyone was being very respectful, I felt. They weren't arguing necessarily. They were debating. We'll put it that way. They were being as nice as you can in a debate like that. Uh, Two different religions debating against each other, right? Um, But they were presenting their beliefs. And I felt that they were doing it in a respectful way. And as a business owner and somebody trying to grow a following and get my pick my you know, post to be seen by more people. All it was doing was boosting that post in the algorithm and more 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 people saw it. I think that particular one got to maybe 6,000 views because the conversation kept happening. Now, if somebody is being outright rude or using foul language, I delete it. I delete the comment, I block them, and then I follow that up with a prayer that that person's eyes are open to Jesus and that they can rid themselves of that anger. They can rid themselves of that, that just rudeness and, and the desire to, to push that out into the world. And then I ask God to bless them and I move on because it's up to me to main, maintain peace. And it's up to me to maintain peace within my own heart and within my channel, Right. And to not get drawn into those arguments that will go absolutely nowhere. Tip number three, protect yourself from addiction or obsession. So when exactly does mindless scrolling become an addiction? Or how easy is it for us to become obsessed with what is happening on social media? Social media can be addictive for several reasons as it taps into psychological and behavioral triggers that can keep us engaged. That's the point. Keep us engaged. Keep us on the platform. Don't let us click away and move to somewhere somewhere else. So here are a few ways that social media can become addicting. One, instant gratification. Social media platforms are designed to provide instant feedback in forms of likes, comments, shares, notifications. The immediate gratification can activate the brain's reward center leading you to seek more engagement. So you're going to post more. You're going to look more. You're going to keep looking. Did I get a like? How did that that one perform? What did this one do? Now there is a, a level of interest in that that you need to have as a business owner so that you can see what content is resonating with your with your clients or with your audience. You need to understand that. 
you don't have to be obsessed with it, but you do need to understand it. The go the the switch there when it goes from interest from the from the perspective of analytics of your content to obsession or even addiction is when every moment you're constantly how did it do? How did it do? Let me look. Let me look. How did it do? Let me let me look again. Oh, okay, I got three three likes. Oh oh oh, I got another like. When you're addicted to seeing those notifications on your phone, there's a problem. Endless scrolling. Many social media platforms are designed for infinite scrolling, where as you move up in the content, more content loads. You scroll up, you scroll down, content loads. It's there. It's always there. That's designed to encourage you to keep scrolling, to stay on their platform, to to totally lose track of space and time, basically, and get lost. So my, my suggestion here is limit your time that you allow yourself to endlessly scroll. I do it. It's not that I'm like totally locked down and I never go scroll social media. I do. But I do try to limit it to certain times. If I am taking the dog out, then I'm going to use that time and I'm going to scroll social media. If I'm sitting in the car and we're driving somewhere as a family and nobody's talking and we're just on our way, but I'm not the one driving, I'm probably going to scroll a little bit on social media. Now, a lot of the times as I'm doing that, even though I'm mindlessly scrolling, I'm also looking as like, oh, I might want to recreate that reel. Oh, I kind of like that TikTok and how they did that. Let me save that. So a little bit of mixing in some market research but I can't call that market research time. That's different totally. But when you find yourself that every moment that you are not actively engaged in something else that you must be on your phone scrolling, there's a problem. Do you have a fear of missing out? If social media is presenting this curated and idealized version of people's lives, like I mentioned before, seeing that seeing those other exciting experiences that they're having or their achievements and social interactions and, and all of that, if that's creating a fear of missing out in you, it might be compelling you to do some things that you're not financially able to do or maybe mentally ready to do, or, you know, it might just, it just might be fueling some activity that you shouldn't do for other reasons. And it may not be bad activity, but just like I said, Maybe it's, I got to have that shirt. I got to have that bag. I've got to have that thing. I need to have that microphone. Oh, that's the kind of camera they use. Now I got to go spend $600 on that kind of camera. Nope, 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 nope. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. I've spent years in my business using a fairly inexpensive webcam to do all of my videos. And it's perfect. I don't have to go get the the $600 Canon M50. (laughs) I don't need it. I don't need it. And you don't either. Social media platforms use things called variable rewards that create that sense of urgency and that sense of excitement, just like gambling. It's those things that the little dings and the the sounds and the notifications and the push alerts and all of that, it all creates this come back, come back, come back, stay, stay, stay. They don't want you to lose attention from their site. So 
I'm not saying that social media is bad, but I have all of my notifications turned off. I don't get a Facebook notification. I don't get an Instagram notification, a TikTok, a Truth Social, a Rumble, a, none of it. None of it. I go there when I want to go there. I'm not going to get pulled into that. I don't even have notifications for emails like turned on for my my business emails or work emails or I turned them off on my work emails probably 10 years ago so that I could focus. Same concept. I don't need that immediate notification that I have an email. I can go to Outlook and see that I have an email. I can go to Gmail and see that I have an email. Those immediate notifications are all just distractions and they will take you away. Now, that's a little bit off topic, but it's it's the same thing. I, from the very beginning of me getting onto social media, I knew that notifications needed to be turned off. So it's important to be aware of these addictive elements and the practices that the social media companies use to keep you on their platform and keep you coming back. But it's also important to practice healthy social media boundaries Create your own habits that allow you to balance the, the fun side of social media, which is some of that just mindless scrolling, and the business side of social media that you know you're going to have to use it. But how do you separate it so that you don't get lost when you're out there in business time going out to post your own stuff, but then you get lost in the other stuff, right? And also, man, don't forget that like real personal, in-person, offline interactions with people is the healthiest thing you can do. Okay, so I'm sure by now you're asking like, Stephanie, are you like totally against social media? You're probably also wondering how you're supposed to promote your business if you're supposed to be on social media. It's like, it's so a long time ago, I say a long time ago, it's not that many years ago, but I would say before everyone was really on Instagram, before TikTok existed, before all of that, and we had Facebook, okay? If you go back to before we had the internet, you weren't a business unless you were in the yellow pages. Do you know what the yellow pages are? Okay, anyways, this big book that was delivered to your door and every business was in there. In you so that you could have the phone number to be able to call. If you needed a plumber, you went to the section that was plumbing and you looked down the list and you called a plumber. And now social media has become kind of that, right? Sure, you Google and, and everything, but I know for me, when I'm looking for a new business, I might find the business and I'll go to their social media and see have they posted recently. Because their website might still be up, but if they're not posting frequently, if they haven't posted in the last probably two, three weeks, even maybe a month, I might be questioning whether or not they're in business anymore. So social media has definitely become like the yellow pages as a way to know if this business exists, right? A lot of people do use it as a search engine to find businesses. So you have to be out there, but you've got to be healthy with it. You've got to know how to use it but not get drawn into it. Bonus tip number four, we'll call it, use it and leave it. The key here is to establish some guidelines. First, use social media for market research. 
Now this is probably the only time that I'm going to suggest you actually scroll through the feed and, and everything, but you're going to do it by searching for specific topics that are related to your business. What do you think your customers are searching for and what's coming up for them in that search so that you can one, identify how you should word, word some of your posts, what keywords should be you be using, um, images, even just the format of some of it. How are they responding? But here are the guardrails. You've got to have guardrails. Set a timer when you're doing market research like this, because it can be a time suck as well. Like you could totally get lost in whether you're doing market research on social media or Google or Pinterest or wherever you can totally get lost in it. So set a timer, set some parameters. I'm going to spend 30 minutes doing some market research on this particular topic. So set that timer. It is research. So be prepared to take notes, have your notebook out and your pen. You're there to learn. And that little mindset shift as well is going to help you stay on track. When doing market research, you've got to go in with a purpose. Don't just open TikTok and start scrolling your for you page. That's not research, right? So you're going to search for videos that are relevant to your business. Maybe it's a specific product or maybe it's a specific type of coaching. And you want to see how are other people presenting it. Maybe you need to create a product demo video. Go search for product demos or unboxings and things like that so that you can see how are other people doing that. What do you like about it? This is the thing. You're not there to just watch it and move on. What did you like about it? How did they do it? What words did they use? This is research. Search for video reviews. Beware of sponsor videos though in these because a lot of them today that seem like, hey, I got this product and it was super awesome and blah, 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 blah. They're sponsored. You know, they are, they are, some of them say sponsored. Some of them don't. They are designed, definitely the marketing companies are playing into our, um, our interest in real life reviews, right? Whereas I've used something, I've got the Yeti mic, I'm using a Yeti mic. Let me tell you about the Yeti mic and why I like to use it because I think it'd be helpful for you if you're going to be doing a podcast like this or doing a YouTube video that you know the best kind of mic to use. So I'm going to share that. I'm not sponsored by Yeti. I have nothing to do with it. I'm not getting any kind of kickback. There's nothing like that. I'm not, I don't even have a link where you can go buy it and I get a commission. Nothing. I'm just sharing that I like the Yeti mic. It works well for me. It creates good sound. It works. There are people though that are out there, they're creating reels and they're creating TikToks and videos like that specifically for the purpose of, they've actually been hired by the marketing company to create it. I'll put it that way. So you've got to balance that and try to kind of recognize that when it happens. But I think that if you can look at that person's profile, if you're suspicious about that, you can look at that person's profile, see what are the other kinds of things that they're posting. Um, and you'll be able to know if they're like re representing it. And some, sometimes I know for me, if I were to talk about anything, if I were to really promote a product and you'll see this on some of my YouTube videos where I have done that, it's only because I use that product and I'm not going to share something that I haven't used. I'm not going to share something that I don't believe in. So that's where trust has to be built, right? So there's that balance. You may find that immediately when you're doing your market research, you may not, but just, just remember that. 
And also as you're looking at those videos, when you find one that really captures you, captures your attention, pay attention. Like I said, make, write, make some notes as to what was it that drew your attention to it? What was it that uh, maybe there's something you don't like about how they did something or whatever. So kind of just keep that in the back of your mind as well, or make a note of that. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. But then also if that, if that post actually has a lot of comments, take a little bit of time and go read the comments. Scroll past the ones that are just, you know, totally in agreement or whatever. They're just an emoji. They're a thumbs up. They're, they're whatever, but it's a comment. And look for questions. Look for sincere, like, oh, I use that too. And I absolutely love blah, blah, blah. Look for questions of, well, did you ever have a problem with this, with, with that? Or I got that and I couldn't try figure out how to do it. Look for those kinds of things because those are going to help you with creating content. If you can look at other people's comments and questions, especially the questions, then you can go create a video that answers that question if you have the answer, right? Okay, one trap that I know a lot of new businesses fall into is following your competitors. I think that it's good and right to do some market research and understand your competition but don't follow them. You don't want to get into, into inadvertently just copying them. You want to be original. So in the moment when you are in research mode, go do some research, right? Look at what they're doing. See what's working for them. See what, what kind of comments, what, what kind of videos actually get reaction and things like that. But don't follow them because that's going to take you back to the very beginning of this podcast with comparison. They're going to be comparing where you are in your business to where they are within their business, but you have no idea the timing of that. They might have been in business for eight years and you're comparing where they are to your month three. You can't do that. Okay. So be careful with that. So that's why I definitely said don't follow your competitors. There might be two or three that are highly successful that you want to follow. But you're doing that for the specific purpose and that they have been successful. You can see it. You know, they've been in business for a long time. You can see that financially, they are actually financially successful. Their customers like them. They've got lots of people following them. They seem to be doing really well. And you're, they seem to be creating really good content. It's okay to follow two or three just that are way ahead of you. I'm going to say way ahead of you, okay? Because you don't want to compare to people that are fairly close. Um, but somebody that is way ahead of you, then you can learn from them of what did they do? What is working for them that has them that made them so successful? It's okay to look that far ahead. It's just trying to find some people that are within the same couple of years as you um, that, that can really mess with you mentally. I'm just going to put it that way. My last tip here is to post and walk away. When you have something to post, go in, post it, and close the app. Don't go in, post it, then start scrolling some more. Go in to Facebook, go into Instagram, TikTok, wherever it is, post what you're going to post, and then back right on out. Walk away. Don't stick around. Don't get lost in scrolling. Post what you need to post. If you struggle with this, then I suggest you use a posting tool. There are lots of them out there. 
Uh, for Instagram and Facebook, I use Meta Business Suite. That way I can go in, I can create a post. It's going to go both to Instagram and to Facebook. And that works. A lot of times when it comes to video, to reels, I want to change things up a little bit. I want to make sure that that their logos aren't happening and things like that on there. So I do post individually to TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, when I've got a video that I'm posting. But for regular like static posts, carousel posts, um, image posts, things like that, Meta Business Suite is a fantastic place to be able to go in and do that. Schedule it out even to be able to say, I'm going to post this on Monday, this on Wednesday, this on Friday, and what time. And so definitely use those tools if you find yourself getting pulled into social media just because you went there to post about something. Even on-the-fly posts can be done through the business suite. They don't have to be scheduled. You can go and create one and say, post it now. But it keeps you off the actual consumer side of the platform, which is where you would get lost. I truly hope that you found these tips helpful and possibly even identified some ways that you can change or might want to change how you use social media and how much time you spend on the different platforms. Leave a review or a comment if you're watching on YouTube, then hit the follow and subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep dreaming and growing with God.